Hey everybody, welcome to the Growing With Fishes podcast, episode 191. Uh, this week we have Donovan from our Organic Innovations. Hey. And uh, we're hanging out at his farm. We're going to show you a little bit of his farm here a little later. Once we get uh, get everything's up and running here, we're having a couple of minor issues, but we'll get them all sorted out. Marty and I both have had some problems today, so well, we got it. Monday we had issues too. So, how's how's Marty? How you doing, Marty? I'm alive. <laughs> That's the best I got for you. Uh, yeah, it's just it's been a long day, and uh, looking forward to some rolling this flat wrap and uh, smoking into my dome. <laughs> it's been that kind of day. But yeah, we can go check out the Gurum. I just released a bunch of uh, predators in there earlier today. <laughs> and uh, so some Californicus, uh, some Lacewing cards I put out a couple days ago. I'm sure they're hatching out by now. And uh, some, is it Persimilis? Pers I think it's how you say it. I'm not sure. <clears throat> so a couple predators and some Lacewings. Haven't released the nematodes yet. Those will go out next. So fun IPM stuff in the in the garden. How about you guys? How you doing today? Yeah, we're doing good. So tell us a little about uh, yourself and how you got started with aquaponics and how you ended up with an aquaponic cannabis farm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so construction uh, my my whole life has been basically nothing but construction. I moved to New York for a little while and did a little bit of college, but mostly just waited tables and uh, just wanted to see, you know, what I could of the world. Um, came back to Texas where um, I wanted to start a construction company and I did, and it was great. Um, that's been, that's been fun. Um, kind of did every, mostly everything I wanted to do on that. And uh, obviously just, I mean, everybody, talks about it wants to be in the cannabis business and uh as soon as i got my chance when oklahoma went legal um we were able to get started up here so um oklahoma's pretty you know they're pretty liberal about getting licenses to people and all that you just had to be a resident uh, my partner's a resident um, we started with a processing company and uh it at the end didn't really work out there was some weird partnership difficulties that just were no fun and i'm sure everybody's been through all those multiple times everybody i've talked to has been through maybe 10 different organizations where you know things just didn't quite work out normally because of one person um so with the grow uh we happened to stumble upon it it, it wasn't for sale um it was just something that we got invited to go look at and uh for us, it was just definitely like a, I don't know, everything fell into place and we got, you know, we got in a really good relationship with the guy selling it. We still talk to him all the time. He built it. Um, him and another guy named Richard has a very similar operation. Um, they took a lot of aquaponic classes and all this, and they ended up developing kind of their own system that's similar to others. Uh, it's all, you know, sort of the same base concept, but uh, we fell in love with it. He fell in love with us. We liked them and their family. They liked us, me and my wife and my partners. And uh, we worked out a deal. So it was great. 
Um, so we've been learning that system while doing indoor grows. Um, you know, we have a couple of indoor buildings that we uh, have a, you know, a mother building, mothers and, and some little bit of vegetation and clones in there. And then there's two other indoor facilities on the same site. Um, so it's a beautiful farm. Um, just even without growing here, it's just a beautiful place. And we're very, very blessed to have Stephen here with us. And uh, it's so aquaponics was what I really cared about going down. Um, the guys that uh, had a lot of experience, organic growing was something a little bit new to them. So I stayed focused on that while they stayed focused on just growing and teaching me everything there was to know about that um, or everything they could, right? They'll never know it all. And uh, my wife's been very, very supportive and uh, I still have a business in Texas. So, um, you know, I try to split my time about 60, 40 here. And, but again, with great partners and great uh, guys working here, it's going really well. So we spent the first six months really just developing a, uh, you know, kind of what our style was going to be. And we tried a few different ways and, Certainly, I don't mind failure whatsoever. I, I, I certainly do mind failing at the same thing or making the same mistakes. I think, you know, there's uh, there's always room to grow with failure, but not the same thing over and over again. So, but luckily we haven't done too much of that, but we've learned a lot. And uh, I, I understand that organic growing is the way that everybody's going to be asking for it at some point. Um, the, there will always be, you know, the... Uh, the big guys doing the big grows and you know they're they're gonna do what they can to try to take over the industry but um you know having knowledge from guys like steven and listening to podcasts and, uh, so we had seen growing with fishes uh heard him on cast and he was talking about lutinum and i was like oh god this you know, just that alone, I was like, shit, we don't, I don't know if we have that. You know, <laughs> I was like, I got to reach out. So this guy, we kept in touch. I had some issues, with, like we talked about last episode with the, the virus and everything. A bit dicey, so just back to this. A little bit uh, better chances if I do get sick. So yeah, yeah. Luckily, my wife's a nurse, so she'll <laughs> yeah, even better. <laughs> she, can, <laughs> she can take care of if something happens. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we uh, been that's just this huge, huge. Hey Steve, you guys are breaking oh, up real bad. Whatever. At least on my end. I don't know if you can hear me or not. It's fantastic. And uh, okay.
Hold on. Hey, there we are. All right. Hey, back. There we go. That looks better. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah me wait for a second. Yeah. We're just working out the books here. Okay, so uh, yeah, I don't know where it started getting real, real bad, but um, uh, you were just talking about. Yeah, been, uh, we're listening to the uh, starting to listen to the podcast, I think. And yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, you know, growing with fishes, uh, obviously that was a big one for us because of uh, what we do with aquaponics, and then Growcast. Um, I think Jordan does a great job of uh, you know guys that don't have years of experience um learning something new every day and goes with obviously nothing but you know experts in the industry so that's when we reached out to steven was after hearing him on that and uh we were lucky enough to get him to come out and uh now we got him here full time or for 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 the while anyway so <laughs> yeah. it's been great yeah so at least the virus worked um, in your favor, right? Yeah, the one, the one, one positive. Yes. And uh, so, what what got you interested originally in aquaponics? Did you did you hear where did you hear about it originally? You said you it was something you were interested in in doing from the from the beginning. So, where where did yeah, you? Yeah. So, I, uh, well, originally I was interested in, and I hate to admit it, but the business side of it. Um, obviously the health side was, you know, if there's a way to, you know, grow something clean and good that is beneficial for people, but I've saw so many of my friends not doing well, um, because they lacked some of the business side of it. And that's, you know, that's, uh, that's important. Um, so our overall goal is, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Our overall goal is to make sure that there's good, clean, affordable, you know, healthy products at the end of the day. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody's going to be able to stop, you know, some of the like big three and four companies that are out there that have no good intentions at all. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to stop them, but someone needs or maybe a collective of people is going to have to do what they can to make sure there's a, a healthy alternative out there for everybody. So that's our that's our main goal. Um, at uh, at the end of the day, when you know when all the goals are accomplished, I I want to have my one location that I have and and uh, you know be able to run that, and the rest of the company um, just has to stay within the the guidelines and the principles of what we're starting this thing for, and it can do what it wants to do. I have no <clears throat> no need to be some big CEO at, at any point, but. Uh, 
you know, we're, we're certainly excited about, you know, what's going to happen in Texas and being there from the very beginning and growing aquaponics across Texas. And, uh, also, you know, getting nutrients, um, you know, from the system to people's gardens at an affordable price as well. Um, that, that should be easy. You know, if we have locations everywhere, um, that's kind of one of the goals as well is to help people's gardens, uh, help them grow organically at home. So, so, uh, tell us about your system and a little bit about the, you know, types of, um, fish you have and things like that. Yeah, sure. Um, so our systems run with tilapia and they're gigantic. Um, they're, yeah, they are. yeah <laughs> they're pretty big. Um, so, you know, each tank is around 250 fish in there, uh, you know, depending on which tank it is. Um, so we use, uh, we use, you know, pretty large tanks that have different size fish in them, but, um, it's probably time to swap some out, but, uh, it's very hard to do that when you're, uh, you know, when you're hand feeding them and you, you know, you kind of get to know them and all that. And you're like, Oh man, I know I'm going to have to swap some of these out with some little guys, but it's, uh, to me, I can't be the one to do it. So. I'll let the other guys, you know, that, that have the heart to do that. But um, yeah, so we use uh, uh, tilapia. That's that's what the system started with. They're actually interested in what, um, you know, some some other alternatives to that. But right now we're really, really happy with what they're doing. So uh, from there is clarifiers. The clarifiers just separate the solids out. And then uh, we try to grow as much beneficial bacteria in the next three tanks along that line. Um, so similar to a Nelson. Well, it's a similar design to Nelson, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's got its own flavor. So if, if anyone's familiar with that system, it's kind of like that. So we use uh, netting tanks, which just, uh, you know, and, and a other tank with plastic cogs just to provide surface area for bacteria to grow and thrive in. Uh, from there, it travels down to the waterbeds. The waterbeds flow. Uh, with pipes that go underground and they go back to another set of beds and then go back to um, sort of the intake or the, uh, huh? Yep. Yeah, yes, the intake where uh, it's pumped back to the fish. So there's just one pump that runs the system and uh, unless you're doing the NFTs and there's a separate pump for that, but everything's water, uh, all the water's gravity fed throughout the whole system. And uh, yeah, then there's a, there's kind of a separate system where you use a high solids water. Um, so uh, and that's a like a flood and drain area. We'll go look at that here in a minute. Yeah. So we're here in Austin, and we've got a little system worked out for that. We can look at, and uh, you know, we're I think we're going to add a few more greenhouses out here to just light up in individual greenhouses. Yep. Yeah, because uh, it's very. Uh, yeah, it's not easy having <laughs> trying to light up the greenhouse is fun. No. So if you need a veg and and uh, the same area, it's very cool. And uh, you got some new greenhouses coming in too, right? Yeah, there's three new greenhouses coming. They are specifically for light depth, and uh, excited to get those in because that's going to change we're, everything. We're putting uh, geothermal on them and, and all the that's the goal yeah yeah so we'll be doing these up in uh in the proper 
you know, low cost, um, you know, heating and cooling. So that'll really give him huge advantage for his overhead costs and really reduce how much it's going to cost the heating and cooling. It really takes 15 to 20 degrees off of your temperatures and yeah. it really does make a huge difference, especially when you get those 105 degree days you get down here sometimes. Yeah, yeah, days in a row. Uh, so, you know, there'll be two weeks straight of 100 degrees plus. So you got to be prepared for that. Um, you know, what do your winters get down to? What is it? Say it again. What's up? How low the temperatures do you get in the winter? Um, it doesn't get too, too bad. We have a large propane heaters that will blow across one way and another one facing the other way on the opposite corner that, uh, they do run through a lot of propane though. And, uh, that bill is getting, that's gotten pretty high last winter. Uh, but yeah, it'll get down into the twenties and thirties, not, not too, too long, but, uh, It's easier to deal with than 105. <laughs> We're cool with that. Um, and then, of course, the indoor, they're all just completely no no air exchange, you know, just tightly sealed buildings. But um, so those we add CO2 in. But, yeah. Yeah, we, we'd show you the indoor ones, but uh, all of them uh, end up killing the signal. You, you have absolutely no cell service or anything else in there. So, yeah. I have no way to hear even Wi-Fi, so um, well, I can definitely shoot a video and post some videos on, on yeah, YouTube, but uh, we won't be able to show you those tonight. We will be able to show you the greenhouse, though. So. Yeah, definitely no live videos in there. And what? what <laughs> tell, tell us what you're smoking there, Marty. This is a uh, mullen wrap. So I saw a giant. I think I had one last week too, but uh, it's just a <clears throat> mullen leaf. Like this, yeah. I use for a wrap. So I'll, I just cut uh, cut off both ends and kind of square it up like a blunt wrap. And uh, that's what I'm smoking. There you go. So how do you keep it together? It all the little hairs on it just act like kind of a velcro. I don't nice. don't even really need anything. You can use oil if you really needed to, but if you dry them for about three days, then they'll be really really soft almost like a cloth material and then they'll it just holds together on its own this one doesn't have anything on it but usually i put oil on it <laughs> yeah that was pretty nice cool. i've never tried that we actually i just found some a plant on the property today a super so in fact if you look right there there's some leaves yeah yeah well there you go that's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't only for your lungs, smoking a lot of people, the bacteria stuff in your lungs, strong antibiotic. Um, you know, great way to, to not get a cough after going to something like Emerald Cup or yeah. or some of the other cups where you're gonna smoke with you know two or three hundred people over the course of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Even just my stoner cough. Does, does yeah. Yeah, or if you have chronic bronchitis, you know, it's the winter time. A lot of people have chronic bronchitis. It'll cure that too as well. It works really good for that. Um, so uh, tell us about some of the other crops you grow uh, aside from uh, cannabis at the farm. Uh, well, uh, I think my wife's watching. She's going to be mad that I don't remember them all. But uh, we do lavender, 
uh, let's see, was it Mar Mar Majorum? Majorum, uh, basil, thyme, uh, all that's just companion plants. Uh, there's <laughs> some see. cucumbers, some tomatoes, some peppers, a banana tree, yeah, some banana trees, yeah, so uh, a bunch of little stuff, kale. Kale, yeah. There used to be a large, large tomato plant um, hung up, you know, probably 10 foot high. And uh, they were great. We had to get rid of them, though. They were taking up too much real estate. Right. It, was, it was sad, but we had to do it. Um, let's see, what else? The lettuce is pretty much pretty much all gone. I think we're yeah. almost out of lettuce now. Down to the last of the lettuce. Yeah, yeah, we're keeping the roots in there. They're probably overgrown, and uh, just keeping the roots in for the system. Yeah, keep cleaning the water. Yeah, we'll replace it with some weed clones here before too long. Yeah, yeah, we have a uh, rafts that each uh, four by eight raft holds about five hundred clones. The way we have them drilled out, and uh, that'll be nice because we're getting ready for indoor, uh, outdoor, and uh, Stevens actually helping a lot with that. So. Um, we've watched a ton of Chris Trump videos, um, you know, everybody that's looking in. Yeah. Anybody looking into KNF obviously knows all about that. So, uh, it was just a big difference having to watch some Chris Trump videos cause he's awesome. And that's not only right, yeah. does he, does he teach good stuff, but his videos are super easy to follow. They don't, you know, they don't get crazy in depth. If, uh, if you don't want to, you know, like you can just watch and watch somebody make it. <clears throat> and explain right. it very simply as they do it. So it's a great channel for whether you're just starting out or you're wanting to make super advanced stuff, he's got a really wide range of content. It's awesome. Yeah, and you can see the evolution of his beard and everything throughout the years. I know, right? It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> Same thing with Steven, some of his old videos. It's awesome yeah. seeing them. Yeah. Uh, so having, you know, someone like Steven here, um, you know, watching videos and thinking that I know something and then having someone just kind of like verify that, yes, that, yes, that is all you do. And yes, it does work. You know what I mean? It makes a big difference when you're making decisions about uh, kind of how to move forward. Same, you were just talking about some uh, predator bugs and Steven just knew right off the bat. Yeah, those, this one, this one, this one, this one, it works. Whereas we're kind of just like, ah, oh, we sure hope this is going to work when we're ordering bugs, you know, uh, right. it's very, very different. So uh, I wish I when you're doing it at scale, you know, you might be ordering hundreds of dollars worth of bugs that if they aren't effective, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind yeah. of a big deal, you know? Yeah. They need to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they all and die off because the, you know, the temperature range or humidity range is off or they just don't even eat what you, you're trying to treat. Then, yeah. uh, you know, all of those are going to be problematic. Not only do you lose the money that you invested, but you lose the time in which you could have treated. Now your infestation's worse. All right. So bugs are like a twofold uh, problem. And, and I think a lot of times why people lean towards using something they can just spray on their plants and then verify whether or not it's dead. You know? right. <laughs> it's kind of a, an easier thing to do if you don't want to do a little extra reading. Yeah. Well, even that's not easy, right? But, uh, it can see people yeah so uh yeah there's uh there's been so much trial and error and now it's uh more just success you know um place is looking greener just in the last few days oh yeah i mean he 
uh, Stephen was able to come in and identify an iron deficiency right off the bat. And uh, that, you know, our system's kind of just been self-supportive the whole time. We didn't realize how much, you know, you can tweak a system like that and how much you might be deficient in certain areas. Um, we test for, I think, you know, along with that kit, there's probably yeah. eight, eight different things that we test for. He actually has a really nice uh, HANA. Um, it's a photometer. Photometer. Oh, yeah, he's really cool. So uh, it, it works kind of like, um, you know, how the little HANA checkers work. Well, imagine if you had a whole bunch of HANA checkers all in one unit that also has a battery, a rechargeable battery, so you can plug it in and then walk around with it, you know, with your different systems and stuff and, and test all the different stuff as long as you got your reagents. It's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, we didn't even hook it up till he got here because uh, <laughs> we, yeah. we were questioning, like, well, you know, everything's does, looking good. Does manganese and iron and pH and yeah. copper, copper, and it's pretty dope. Yeah, I think they have even like ten more reagents that you know we didn't. Yeah, there's even order. ones. That, yeah, there's ones that we don't have. Yeah. So uh, the f <laughs> if there's any uh, new growers out there my favorite thing to tell people is whatever you thought it was going to take to start growing, just whatever budget you thought that was triple it because <laughs> nobody could have ever told me it was going to cost, you know, anything like this to really get going. And no matter how much I think I know throughout the last year, uh, then someone like Steven comes along and you realize you don't really know all that much, you know, I can talk to most growers and they think I'm, I'm super intelligent, you know, and like, Oh man, that guy really knows the stuff. And I'm like, God, I, <laughs> you have no idea how little I know now, you know, the more, you know, the more you don't know thing. Uh, that is so true right now. But uh, as far as on the business side, nobody could have told me it was going to cost that much to, to get some plants to grow, you know, there's just no way. So yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it a lot in our commercial cannabis class. We get a lot of weird looks from students when we, we start talking about some of the things they might in, encounter, just the things that we know other people have encountered trying to start up. And a lot of people, you know, just can't believe that you might have to, you know, function for, you know, six months without any income or yeah. all of these various things that you really need to be able to be prepared for that don't don't really seem like that's the case but uh especially in the cannabis industry when you're dealing with things like regulations and licensing and testing and numerous things there's a lot of pitfalls you have to be prepared for for sure oh for sure and whoever's on your team around you they need to have designated things that they focus on because there's no way to keep up with all the regulation all the accounting all the sales all the IPM, all the nutrients, all the different stages of the plant, you know, on a, on a simple, you know, business, you look at, uh, you say, oh, well, how long does it take to veg? Oh, okay. And how long does it take to flower? Okay. Well then we'll have money on this date. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's so far from reality. It's Wait, not even. How long does it take to dry? And how long does it take to, <laughs> how long does it take to package? And how long does it take yeah. to ship? <laughs> yeah 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 and then testing yeah yeah oh and we skipped the biggest one even i did just now trim how long is it going to take to trim yes oh how many people does it take to trim are you going to hand 
Are you going to hand shimmer my machine shrimp? Oh, God. Or just extract it. Or just extract it. Yeah. Anyway, so many questions, all the, like you're saying, everybody's got to know what, what they're doing. Your SOP's got to be be lined out so that, um, that, that people just know, you know, like it, depending on whatever decision you make, because there's a thousand different decisions you can make about how to run an aquaponics system and business separately. So now you've got thousands of combinations between the two of them and everyone's got to know whose responsibility is for what, because it's nobody's responsibility to test for iron. <laughs> right. Iron's going to hit zero. Yeah. Plants are going to be upset, you know, so all of those different things end up being uh, something that you've got to, you got to account for somewhere. Once you, once you get to scale, all these things that you're doing in small grills, it's easy for one person to do all that stuff, but at scale, it, it just, it's a whole new beast. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. My wife looks at me a little crazy sometimes because I, I'm not trying to brag, but I used to be a kind of wealthy man. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know yeah so uh i use that meme now uh from the uh the tiger king when he's like i'm never gonna financially recover from this <laughs> it's like my favorite meme <laughs> like, like you know one year into growing i'm never gonna financially recover from this <laughs> Just make it your profile picture <laughs> and an old boss who's you know you know how you make a small fortune in the pet trade uh, Start off with a large fortune. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. And uh, yeah, so if it was not for the health benefits of this, I probably would have tucked my tail and ran. You know what I mean? It's just there's no, but there's like no comparison out there for uh, for like what this means to people. And the more people you run into that have these insane stories of like skin diseases and things that they've gotten all off of all their medications or you know i mean it's just every every story of a real person looking you dead in the eyes and telling your story you're like oh my god that's you know, fantastic yeah. I mean, it's really I'm it's really powerful that someone can just be like it fucking worked for me <laughs> okay yeah. like here was my problem here's what i did and it worked yeah and so and there's so many people that you can you can run into that that have such a positive experience of it. Even, you know, like people's grandmas treating their arthritis are probably like the, the number one that I, I talk to people all the time that are just like, oh, I use this lotion on my hands and now it feels great. Or yeah. move on. They're like, oh yeah, I <clears throat> smoked a joint, you know, <laughs> before I go to sleep and I slept for 12 hours for the first time in 30 years. You know, yeah. like those types of stories are just, are really powerful and, and inspiring most of the time. Yeah, it is. And uh, the more people are learning about it, the more they're actually able to help themselves, you know, whereas they were getting like a slight improvements. And now it's like a, you know, you can't call it a cure, but a way better reaction from what they're doing because they're learning what terpenes do and, you know, what strands are actually helping them. And that's that's been a big help. Um, you know, one of the positives of some of the bigger organizations is what they do for education, I guess, because they, they have a, a bigger presence and all that. And that's really cool. Um, well, for instance, Leafly, you know, I don't know what they're, you know, I don't know exactly what they're doing and what their goals are in this world, but they're doing their best to educate people. And I like that about them. Uh, I've never looked into what their, uh, you know, what their actual business model is or what their goals are. 
in this industry, but I like that. Um, I uh, cannot wait to see something change in Texas and some other states and, and federally eventually where, you know, real medical studies can be done easier. Um, I can't even imagine where all this is going to go, but it's been, uh, you know, slight improvements in every state, a little bit here and there. It's going good. <laughs> yeah, I think that I really can't wait for state lines to open up. I think that'll be the next big business uh, gateway that we yeah. need to get past in order to really open things up <clears throat> and, and to be able to just do interstate sales is, right. you know, it's going to change everything. And so uh, I know we're going to get there at some point, obviously. <laughs> I think we should be there already. Should be should be yesterday. But I, I do think it's the next big uh, financial boom that's going to happen in cannabis is that once states that can overproduce can sell it to states that have a demand, it, there's going to be a lot of money to be made for sure. Yeah. And those dispensaries that are in state are still going to be doing good, still paying lots in taxes. You know, it's all going to be good. Selfishly, I want Texas to open up for a little bit. Let me make some some big money there, and then it can go federal. And just, it can go federal. Yeah, let me make let me make some money in there. <laughs> let me recoup. <laughs> I could see states doing a phase in where maybe two years or five years they only allow in state. Yeah, you know, I could totally see states doing that, especially red states. I could see doing that as well. Yeah, I have a small theory about this financial crisis that we're in right now that there may not have much of a choice. I think there's going to be a huge demand um, with the amount of jobs that have been lost. There's going to be. Oh yeah. I think it could demand. be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back for sure. The unlegalization. Yeah. And uh, no matter what anybody has to say about Trump, he likes to see jobs. So I can see him be... legalizing right before the election to try and win. Oh yeah. Favor. So they, yeah, if you, if you, uh, honestly, I don't care why he does it. Right. <laughs> I just hope he does. Like, yeah. let's be honest, I'm probably not going to agree with whatever his reasoning is with most things. So I just yeah. hope that we can spin the wheel and hope it lands on legalized because yeah. that's, that's the way I look at it. You yeah. know, as long as we can get a federal legalization, actual federal legalization, his logic behind it can be whatever he wants it to be. Oh, just, yeah can do it <laughs> that's the way i look at it yeah that'll be interesting um i can't imagine what other reason he needs because I, I think that's you know the economy is like his number one thing so it's it's just a theory but i i got got high hopes i think he's gonna probably have to pull the trigger on that well he said both right he said that he was gonna make it legal and that he was gonna crack down on illegal grows like he's he said both things, so yeah, which yeah. one he's going to do today or tomorrow, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll just land on legalized, and we'll, we'll, we'll be permanent, and yeah. that'll just be done. But uh, I, I don't count on it, that's for sure. Yeah. But I do think it's going to happen at some point. I don't know if it'll be now. Certainly. At some point it certainly would be the easiest way for them to create the most amount of jobs, Yeah. given the current economic climate. You'd have you know, to hear about things like that. There's not much else you could do in some of these states that's going to get any kind of cash moving. 
Yeah. Except it's all gonna, in my opinion, it's going to come down to his advisors. So the people that are advising him about jobs, because he's going to want to, he's going to want to win favor. Like we can all agree that Trump is going to want to win favor right now. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like his primary thing. <laughs> and so if his advisors that he, he trusts, which that's a weird bunch of people, but um, if his advisors that he trusts actually tell him like truth and facts about the jobs that can be created around cannabis, then I, I think there's a chance. But if right. they don't, if they ignore things like all of the jobs that have been created in every legal state, then I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what'll happen. We'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> well. So uh, what know. what type of cultivars are you growing at the time? Oh, okay. So we had a huge, huge favorite um, locally that everybody loved and uh it was called memberberry and oh my gosh everybody just went nuts for it from, from ethos yeah ethos was the uh the original uh breeder of that and then uh they've got a few crosses that we've ordered just to see what they're like um but a lot of classics a lot of like cushes and um you know and different varieties of, of ogs and cushes um because those are those are just like dallas favorites i mean if you ever go to Dallas, it's always OG or Kush. I mean, everybody gets down on that. So, um, oh gosh, there's a, my personal favorite was called Vanilla Gorilla. Um, and I think that was Swamp Boy Seeds, but I can't remember. Um, and uh, we met, uh, let's see, uh, we met uh, Capulator at uh, Canacon and we got probably six different things that he had all based around Mac, of course. And uh, those were all good, they were fun. Um, people love anything with Mac in it, obviously. Uh, it's very popular right now. Um, and then just a lot of classics. So one thing we wanted to get was some like, you know, pre-98s and grow them in the dual root zone and see what, you know, see what happened to them and see if our testing ended up in the top, you know, top tier of what, you know, if a thousand people have grown it and tested it, kind of see what they see what they came up with and see how's how ours fared against it using a dual root zone. So um, we, how's this? I don't even know how the soil is coming along. So we, we bought some super soil and we were mending super soil yeah. and then we were going to maybe just blend them or try them apart from each other. But uh i've been gone for like a week so i i uh yeah, I don't, i'm not caught back, up on yeah. that yeah and so, uh we've been doing our KNF amendments we got labs we got uh imo2 we'll be doing some liquid imos and some imo3 some imo4 um i got pictures for that we'll be doing next batch i'll do a video on it but uh just didn't do a video this round we were just trying to get stuff done and a little bit behind schedule yeah, I'm trying to juggle a whole bunch of shit at once. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, didn't get a chance to do that, but that's coming along really well. And then uh, just kind of getting uh, kind of getting the mom room clone back out and trying to just crank out a bunch of clones. It's you know coming up on spring, so um, a good time to get those extra clones kicked out. Other people want are gonna want to want them or need them, so uh, definitely. Uh, uh, good time for that as well. Yeah, I think there's 
roughly 70 total cultivars here and uh some are just getting going but uh i you know i don't know do you have any favorites from the harvest that we had last time we've you know we kind of ran into where everything we grew came out great uh we cured for about a month uh we developed an awesome awesome system for curing uh so that we can kind of cure about around 100 pounds at a time i don't remember what sport that we smoked because they had a whole bunch there's two of them that were like particularly terpy that were really nice yeah the white on white i remember that one being oh, very yeah. good yeah um so we 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 found out if we had finished building everything out we would be able to keep moving forward as a business um so we we produce some fantastic flour but just not enough of it so i'm kind of a little bit focused on getting the rest of the facility built out and uh steven's kind of become farm manager basically at the moment yeah, yeah. um and we're we're gonna keep him as long as we can but when the time will tell and uh uh yeah so uh what uh, what made you decide to do aquaponics in particular? Uh, after seeing the system, um, one of the partners already knew about it, and uh, he said, "Oh, this is you know this is it. This is like you know this is people love this stuff. This is good, clean. It's like the truest form of organic you can imagine." It's like okay, so I started looking into it more, and as I got to know the people um, that built the place originally and why they built it and what they were able to do with their own health problems by growing their own organic food through that system, um, I fell in love with it. Um, they were a little bit older couple and they've got grandkids they wanna go see in other states. And they, they wanna do including um, some amazing charitable work they're doing in Africa with aquaponics um, in Kenya, actually. So kind of the other side of where you were at. Um, that's the other side, isn't it? Some it's on the west. west. No, it's north of Zimbabwe. Oh, just, oh, just north of it? Oh, yeah, okay. well, it's north of Zimbabwe, like two or three countries. Okay. <laughs> a couple countries north. So, uh, yes, so I guess that is on the east side. Um, so, anyway, they're doing some great stuff around the world and um, mainly, you know, just not having to work every single day because farms don't take a day off. Uh, they were ready to kind of step away. So it was perfect timing. Like I said, it wasn't even for sale. So after I saw what it was, I looked into it more. And obviously having shows like yours uh, around are very, very helpful for people that have no idea what they're getting into. So yeah, I fell in love with it quickly though. And uh, a lot of things had to fall in line in order to purchase the farm and, uh, and it all did. So it you know, felt like it was uh, something that was meant to happen for sure. Nice. Yeah. How how have you found um, Oklahoma as far as getting the business up and running? Gosh, uh, they make it. They're perfect. Honestly, um, there are some weird things they they don't quite have a uh, understanding of um, in some ways. But as far as letting a market be sort of a free market, they did it about as well as anybody could, um, especially on you know like first years um they did great um you know we, we've all seen what happened in california 
with overregulation and uh, whatever anybody's opinion is on that. Uh, it hasn't been helpful to the smaller mom and pop growers that just can't survive. Um, we've seen, you know, I've heard so much about Maine uh, and uh, um, Illinois and places where it's, the rules don't even make any sense. Uh, Florida, where I don't know how much you had to pay to get a license there. A lot. Yeah. So, um, and I, we feel like Texas is going to be the same way unless something changes. So, um, anyway, uh, Oklahoma's been great. Uh, you know, people that have come and visited and just couldn't believe that you could be in a Buffalo Wild Wings smoking a blunt yep. are just blown away by that stuff. Um, and it's really, really cool. And is he on his? I'm just pinning the video. Oh, here. okay. So yeah, no, Oklahoma's been awesome. They, there's some little stuff that they, they got to get fixed, but uh, there's some interesting people, uh, you know, kind of Durbin is a lawyer here. That's very interesting to follow. Uh, I haven't got to follow him that much, but he's very involved and there's a lot of interesting people involved. Okay. What's going on there, Marty? I guess Marty's uh, stepped away for a moment, <laughs> showing us his fish, yeah. fish porn. When Marty gets back, we'll we'll uh, we'll jump over to the greenhouse here. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges you found um, working with aquaponics? Oh, um, okay. So for us, we there's like a system that has to be ran every day. Um, so that's part of separating the kind of the solids and the solids are ran like the, there's a high solids um, tank, basically the clarifiers that we drain and then using a bubble beater uh, just to try to um, break down the solids and, and make them more soluble, I guess, um, so that everything's kind of broken up and then all into the, the, the water. So that part of that goes into our uh, flood and drain area. Um, so running that system every day was challenging at first because it's, you know, your first time, you don't even realize what you're doing and why. So mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, the guy that built it, his name is Clyde uh, Ledgerwood. He's a great guy. Um, having him around for the first month, that was great. First two months, I think, really. Um, and uh, But aqua, the aquaponics side has actually been way easier than the indoors. Um, it's being in a greenhouse and being in a, you know, uh, you know, we, we haven't done a lot to that system. There's times that we'll drain a little water out and add more fresh water um, for ammonia or, you know, some something that's too high for some reason. Some algae growth here and there that we deal with. Um, and, but I didn't realize that we were low on, on things because everything was still growing. So 
had I known that we were low on certain uh, nutrients, I guess I would have told you that was the, the, the problem. That was probably the hardest thing to deal with, <laughs> but I didn't even realize we, uh, easiest thing for me to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, true aquaponics, that's been a great source. Yep. Um, if anyone's, you know, wants to look them up, true aquaponics is a place where you can send your, you can send your test results and they'll tell you exactly what you need in your system and send you exactly what you need for your system. So you don't have to really think about it. Um, and Steven helps them out a lot and, you know, reads the data and, you know, helps decipher what needs, what needs your system is needing. So, uh, yeah, that's, had I just done that a long time ago, actually, that would have been great. <laughs> Our growth has been exponential. Uh, things we were lacking were added to it. And, uh, yeah, I had no idea. I'd heard Steven actually talking about, you know, four, four inches a day type of growth. We're like, well, you know, we don't quite see that, but it's growing great, you know? And then he gets here and fixes a couple of things and all of a sudden everything's incredibly green and just a whole different type of green than I, than I even knew about. And the growth is taken off. So thanks, Steven. Let me say that. I didn't even tell you that. Thanks, man. That's actually... I uh, thought we were doing, once again, just when I think I know something, uh, so, an actual expert uh, lets me know subtly that I don't know shit. <laughs> I'm hoping, hoping to get the book out done this, this year too and, uh, and help everybody else get up to this. Oh speed. my God, yeah. And uh, I, I do jump into things head first and uh, I, I'm so glad my wife is only probably watching and not able to... to uh, <laughs> to chime in because I do, I jump into things full force head on. There's no fear. Right. Um, just, I just go for it and, uh, sure wish I, you know, <laughs> had taken some time, you know, read some books and all that before, but it's all good. That's what, you know, that's, that's what life is, is making mistakes and learning from them. So I think, uh, Michael Jordan's probably the best person to listen to about that. Cause, uh, you know, he's the only person that talks about the 60,000 shots that he missed, you know, or whatever. Everybody talks about how great he is. And I love hearing that because I'm a big believer in that is mistakes are awesome. If you learn from them, they're just horrible. If you do them again. Yep. Yeah. Any challenges you've run into with the fish? Uh, no, man, they're actually really resilient. And that's why tilapia were chosen you have some, at the time. They have some like 12 and 14 pound tilapia, like some massive tilapia that are yeah. the size of small children. <laughs> yeah, there was, <laughs> there was an Asian restaurant owner that came to look at some and he's like, what am I going to do with these? I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> you know, cover the whole table. Um, I was like, man, just you know, do the family style platter. What are you talking about? Just, cut them into chunks. Yeah, there. what's the problem? But they are, they're huge. I think they uh are, are they're about <laughs> some are 16 18 pounds they're they're, they're incredibly yeah big so i actually actually steven months ago when he came out he was like these are huge these are gigantic so i looked up giant uh tilapia and i couldn't find any that were as big as ours on no, google so. certainly not <laughs> so if anyone needs any good breeders in the texas or oklahoma area yeah or arkansas you got some good stock to start with I yeah you, yeah man you'll, you'll get more babies at a time than 
you, you can possibly handle with these <laughs> these fish they're massive yeah uh but they are resilient um they do good every once in a while there's a dead one nobody knows why uh i think that's part of what fish do um well, we'll figure that out yeah they uh you know but this whole this whole year uh we you know we've only lost out of out of over a thousand fish we've lost maybe five or ten i mean it's it's been nothing so that's been awesome that was our biggest fear though so we're gonna kill these fish you know we knew the lettuce would do okay <laughs> yeah. what uh what challenge what are the challenges aside from you know what you touched on earlier have you had with the cannabis side of things just getting the cannabis business going oh my god so we wanted to try every style of growing that's out there and uh, implement aquaponic nutrients or in some, you know, not and really try side by sides. And, oh uh, yeah. Um, to try every single one when you don't know that much about any of them, uh, <laughs> I might as well have, you know, tried to be an astronaut. Um, so, but I learned so much and, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, with cocoa, uh, you can pretty much say pH or CalMag is where you need to start, um, with, uh, living soils and all that. Um, if you, if you start off with good stuff, you're, you're probably going to be fine. Um, I guess, you know, it's just, that's, that's a, that one's an, uh, that's a whole subject and a whole podcast on its own, but, uh, aquaponics honestly i mean that side of it has been the most consistent and fun to uh to experiment with because our first dual root zone we took plants that were basically just trash they they should have been thrown out if they were taking up any real estate at all uh it was a waste of space but we wanted to see how they would do if we cut out the bottoms and did some burlap in a dual root zone and oh they took right off after I mean, after a week, you couldn't even tell that they weren't that they, you know, you would guess they started off as our best select, you know, uh, plants that that we were going to showcase because they did wonderful after that. So there is some magic going on with uh, the dual root zone. That's that's definitely uh, something that we are going to scale as much as we can. I think we're done experimenting with different kinds of growing, um, except the, uh, the Dutch bucket system, like the, the bucket, uh, deep water culture. We're going to be doing some, some experience with that and dual root zone and how we can get it to work together for, uh, well, just for our own selfish reasons. We're, we've seen what, uh, very inexperienced growers can do with a system like current culture and their, their kind of deep water culture bucket uh design and system and uh so yeah we're gonna see how aquaponics and that mix and the dual root zone and buckets mix because that's you know separated from like being on beds with uh you know with uh, clay or something um it'll be interesting so yeah but yeah it's kind of pretty much say that we're done experimenting and now it's time to uh scale and make it happen uh so for the first time we we kind of have some a uh, little bit of an investor type 
group um, that's very interested. Uh, one guy's a, a really amazing doctor that's done some really incredible things in uh, cardiology and also uh, with viruses. Um, another guy is just a really just the nicest guy you'll ever meet. He's a good businessman, very, you know, uh, speaks very well, very understanding, great mediator between all the people sometimes because there's so many different ideas going on. So um, the other guy's a, a hardcore um, businessman in the best way, you know, and he used to be the guy that was like work hard, play hard guy. And now he's sober. So <laughs> he has just a lot of great stories about it, but oh, it's uh, just work hard. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just work hard and uh, give us hell, you know, and uh, he's very, very funny and they're all, they're all fun to be around and all that, but we do have a little bit of, it's not just me putting in money anymore. So it's, we got to actually start producing. And if we're going to scale and stand in the way of, you know, again, I hate to keep saying it, but so some of the big boys that have no concern about health and uh, let's just be honest, they're whatever, the evil empires, right? Um, if somebody's going to stand in their way, we have to do it by growing to a much larger uh, capacity that we're at right now. So that's the next step. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, are you there, Marty? Can you hear us? Yep, I'm here. All right, well, why don't you give them a little bit of a tour, and then uh, I'll uh, I'll mute my mic here, and then we'll go jump on in the greenhouse. All right, sounds good. So I'm hanging out here in the flower room, and uh, these are just about to hit flower. Um, they'll probably start showing flowers here in just a couple of days. I think they've been officially on 12-12 for a day now. And yeah, so this is the fish tank <clears throat> back here. The drain tank or sump tank is down there underneath the media beds. You can see, kind of see the U-siphon right there. So these two beds are on one siphon. Those two beds are on one siphon. They fill and drain just like a bell siphon. You can see the dual root zone pots underneath there. I have uh, three plants in each bed, one plant per light, 12 lights. Um, so the, the pump pumps from the small tank into the large tank. Uh, you can see the hose coming up here, goes up into a little, this is just kind of like a little, I don't know what you want to call it. It's not really a sprayer bar because it's not pressurized. Maybe a shower bar. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it just disperses the water and also it's got holes cut in the top. We used to use this for a little NFT style setup. And now we just use it for starting seeds and then the plants go to the outdoor uh, garden. So uh, other than that, there's not much function to this part. But essentially the tank uh, fills up. The drain is down there on that end. You can see coming out there is the overflow overflows and each of the beds here on the top fills up until it reaches the top of the u-siphon drains everything out until it pulls everything out flushes out like a toilet and then starts filling back up I'll just shut off right there i don't know if you could hear it or not but now it's not draining so got the uh scrognets up 
Um, these have been vegging for maybe about 45 days now, something like that. And uh, yeah, you guys check out the fishies here for just a second. We just got done eating, so. Got some Bokashi brand floating in there. I fed with their fish food. And you can see they're not nearly as active. If you guys have any questions, hit me up in chat. We'll be back in just a second. All right. <clears throat> So I forgot, I can't actually see chat. So until Steve gets back, we won't be able to take any questions. <clears throat> I was just trying to figure that out. I wanna switch and lose you guys. You see I got uh, my greens growing down there. There's lettuce, I also have kale. Uh, I have some uh, sunflower greens. Have some more lettuce down there. Um, these two strains are Thorsberry and um, Pineapple by Banana Frost. There's probably about 45 to 50 fish in here right now. Some of the bigger koi are actually kind of hard to see because they get multicolored. I released some predators today. <clears throat> so there's a uh, Californicus and Persimilis mites have been released, and also green lace wings, predatory nematodes. Green lace wing cards just hang up. They're relatively easy. The mites you can just spread out. I like to use muffin cups. I don't know if you guys can see, but there's one right there, or one right there <coughs> that I just shove up into the branches, and then uh, <coughs> the mites come with a little cornmeal. Um, you just pour that in there, let them disperse out from there. Uh, Working on the blackout, as you can see, <clears throat> I started out already doing the walls and pen and paper. I got to do that whole back wall there because there's little light we can see there during the day and my lights will be off during the day. So it needs to be completely blacked out. So that's the next little project. Probably the next time I do an update will be after I get that all sealed off and ready to go. Oh, now the other green just turned off. It's turned off. Oh, I think you're back. Sorry Steve, about that. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. I don't know. What can you see? Is my camera working? Uh, hang on. Oh, I think it is not because you highlighted my video. Um, Oh shit. Well, I can go back. 
Yeah, Let me try yeah, this. Hang on. I pinned your video. All right. Well, here. I'm going to let no. How do I flip my camera on this? You're right. There we go. So I'll let you hold this. I'm going to go unpin his video so it actually will show it. Oh, okay. So can they hear me right now? I can hear you, but I don't think they can see you. Oh, okay. Well, cool. He's going to go unpin that. <laughs> all right. Well, I wish you could see all this. Oh, wow. They should be able to pretty soon. Okay. Hopefully, Steve will check chat for questions while he's back there. If not, I'll go take a look. Yeah. I need to figure out a way to get chat on my, my phone while I'm down here. So <laughs> this is uh, just under 4,000 watts of ceramic metal halide. There are 330 watts. So all together, the whole room, it's 20 by 20 with just under 4,000 watts. Some pretty cool little greenhouses you got there. Yeah. I know none of the <laughs> the viewers can't see, but oh there we go. Oh it switched for a second. Now it's gone. Oh no. <laughs> oh now he's got it. I just gotta be quiet. All right, go ahead. Okay. All right. So uh <clears throat> things have sprung up quite a bit uh since a little bit of iron was added to the system. Um so we have just some starting uh you know phones and some of them just got transferred and these are going to go into the dual root zone um throughout here these are flood and drain but um we're really just using them for vegetation right now everything in this area um here we needed roots in the system because i don't know if you can see over there oh okay uh so we're we had just transitioning out of getting out of like all lettuce completely so we started these directly into the system to get roots growing as quickly as possible and i don't know how good the light is over here but um hopefully you know everybody will be able to see um all of this but these are yeah they they definitely got roots in the system uh, quickly and 
if anyone is already growing aquaponics, you know how quick the root ball uh, gets going. Yeah, so these these we weren't planning on the roots growing straight through, but they certainly did. So probably the easiest, uh, you know, hack in dual root zone would be, uh, you know, using these aeration pots. Um, so yeah, that's that was awesome. So here, yeah, they're just starting to come through. These are only like three days on here. And they're already poking through. So that the roots will find the water. Uh, they are searching for it all day long. And there, there you go. So these are, these have been on here about three days and they're coming through real quick. These just got transplanted. And yeah, they're loving it. So the growth uh, is just as soon as it hits that dual root, the dual root, then they're both getting nutrients and water and, you know, getting fed in both ways. It's amazing how the change uh, and what happens to these plants, they just take off. So uh, these, we actually will go ahead and flower all the way just like this. And they're, you know, um, they're just in clay. Uh, just holding it, holding it, and then they're straight into the water. But uh, these are the guys we're really excited about is this whole bed now being ready. Um, so we'll veg, and then uh, if you can see all these PVC pipes that we've created this uh, hoop with, um, we'll be able to pull, uh, you know, like panda raft over this, and then um, just trying this out by putting air uh, going through these and drilling holes in the pipe to get airflow in here after it's draped over um, to block out light to do 12 and 12. We'll should be able to flower in these at night and turn on the fans and let airflow happen and the air will come out the bottom. And, um, we'll see how that goes. And when we get some new greenhouses out here, we'll, we'll transfer those uh, into a true light nut greenhouse so that we can just veg in here and, and then, uh, you know, flower in the light nuts. Just a random banana tree. <laughs> it's doing great. I think that one just has a, a rope from the system into the soil. I think we water it every once in a while. Uh, do y'all want to see some giant tilapia? Uh, the flashlight here. And let's see these bad boys. Oh, God. <laughs> Scared him. But, uh, that's a good size dinner right there. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Hold on. Let me grab some food. Well, typically they'll come out. <laughs> Let's see. 
this window is two foot wide. So if that gives you an idea of how big these fish are, Steven's, Steven's gonna throw a little food at him. Come on guys, camera shy. Let's see these guys over here. Maybe there's some over by the, yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess they are kind of hard to see in here. Well, anyway, you get the idea. They're, they're giant. Uh, love these guys. Looks like a good size dinner to me. Yeah, they're normally, uh, normally pretty friendly. They like to hang out, but they're probably ready for bed. And these are our babies, but they're not really babies anymore. They've, uh, they've grown into full, full grown fish. These guys will go nuts if you throw them. Have you fed them already? They're like piranhas. They're insane. Um, so these being the fish tanks. Yeah. So uh, these guys are getting nervous. Um, so these are the clarifiers. And uh, the clarifier uh, is all the tanks run to clarifiers. So two fish tanks. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. So these are clarifying. Uh, the clarifiers are just separating solids so that it's not really running through to the beds. And we'll take the high solids and uh, kind of beat it up until it blends into the rest of the water. Um, from there, it goes to these netting tanks, and these are to us just help growing all the beneficial bacteria. Obviously, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of poo in there, but it's all, uh, <clears throat> uh, this is the same thing. We just covered it up to help slow algae growth sometimes or kill off algae. So, um, you know, fish tank, every two fish tanks goes to a clarifier. The clarifiers go to the netting tanks. The netting tanks go to this tank, which just has plastic cogs in it. And those are to help promote uh, just a lot of surface area. And so this is the outgoing water. This goes out to the beds and it goes underground here. So out of these two pipes will go, they go underground all the way to these beds. And you'll see the pipes that are going in. And since they're lower than those tanks, obviously gravity feeds them all the way down. And at the end of these two beds are two pipes that go underground to these two beds and uh, out of these two beds, these pipes carry water back to the incoming water um, from there. So they come back in here. Um, there's one pump here. Back to the fish. And that's the only pump that the system needs. The rest from there all the way across and to the beds and back here is all gravity fed. Obviously the suction of this pump helps water flow quicker. Um, we do use another pump here to go to these NFTs. And the NFTs, there's about 2,500 sites. Um, you count all the holes. I might be low on that number, but um, we've got a nice little assortment of plants growing here. 
these are uh, lemon balm, um, cilantro. We've got um, marjoram, marjoram, and those are coming off. Oh, there's some more lettuce. Some lettuce is coming. I didn't realize we still had lettuce. All right, good deal. Uh, we've got lavender, and that's looking really, really good. Um, and there's some cherry bomb, and some uh, big beef and brandy wine, and new girl. Those sound like cannabis strains, but it's all right. Uh, goddess sweet peppers. Well, this is, I think, my wife's doing. And, uh, oh, yeah. So here's a easy way on these beds to make 500 clones. Um, so if you can tell on the spacing of these, this is uh, a four foot by eight foot. And yeah, <laughs> if we wait too much longer, they'll start to get tangled up with each other. But uh, yeah, I, I love cloning this way because it provides, I mean, it's just zero effort. You fill in all these sites and stick the, Stick the stem down there, and it's going to root. Um, so it's uh, about 95% success, which, again, not using any electricity or anything. So uh, right here, there's 2,000 clones just right here. Uh, well, if it was filled in. we got a little gap right there. And uh, if you know how to log and mark everything, they're easy to keep up with. So that was actually looking better. So, again... Some of these weren't doing that great at first, uh, and then now they're just they're taking off and looking a whole lot better. Um, oh, some potato plants growing in buckets there. Uh, this is how we cool everything now. So <clears throat> we just use a like a giant swamp cooler wall, and the fans on that side of the building pull air through or push air out which pulls air into this system and it's all automated with uh just you know float valves and these are the heaters these run off of propane uh plumbed in from the outside propane tanks and they push a lot of heat but they use a lot of propane and now we're back to here and these these guys were not looking great not that long ago, uh, the roots finally hit the water um, and they're taken back off. Some <laughs> of these ones are funny. Um, we didn't expect the pots to actually root out of. Typically, we would cut the bottoms out. But these are insane and I can't believe I, I've never seen anything like that. So. Uh, if there's any science behind that, <laughs> I don't know, but that's uh, that's pretty wild. So we didn't actually expect those to root that way, but they came right through. And roots will find water if you, especially if you deprive them a little bit, they're gonna find it. Um. Oh yeah. So uh, <clears throat> when we run everything out of the clarifiers, when we collect the high solids. There's, a, there's some separate tanks over here, and it goes to this system. So we take excess nutrients, and we run them into a flood and drain area. Um, so this is all just clay. Um, 
and yeah, so there's a living soil with perlite. And right here we've got 808 headband. And I think this is the sativa scream. Oh, it's 808 as well. So obviously heavy sativas uh, growing tall and skinny there. And so these can be flood and drained very easily. So just uh, plug them in, they'll start pumping water into whatever system you tell it to based on your uh, fill valves and your um, drains right here. It's not automated, you do it by hand, but uh, you know, it's only twice a day, so it's pretty easy. And what do we got going on here? Some marked as. Like I said, there's 70 varieties of uh, cultivars here, so I'm I get a little lost while I'm in here. Here's Snowball. Um, that was definitely a fan favorite uh, in our first, you know, our first go around. Uh, some more Snowball. So I think we're gonna do a whole run. Wait, to me, it saved mine. It's gonna take a year of research away, cause but. Um, What's that, Roger? Oh, sorry. I was talking to myself, thinking about my hemp farm. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> I didn't even know you could hear me. <laughs> oh, I'm going okay. through a bunch of crap. Uh, we're after the deadline, and the virus didn't help nothing with all the government being shut down. But uh, people in the state have been really great to try to work the emails really hard. I've, but uh, it's just one thing after another. It's like it's never over, you know. So, um, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. Very nice grow operation there. I like it. I, I like all the diversity. It looks like something I did 12 years ago in a small way where I had every different kind of system you can have, you know, yeah, rafts, you know flood and drain and, and, yeah. and you know, everything. <laughs> so people have asked what, what does best, you know, right now we're going to keep everything in veg, but later on we'll, we'll do some, some flower in here and we'll be able to do, you know, we can run, you know, a bed of everything. These are in wicking beds. These are in the, in wicking beds as well. It's just soil over there. They got DWC and straight DWC, which is some little media, and then they got the DWC with the with the dual root zones, which is you know traditionally done the best. So um, we'll be able to, to do all kinds of stuff here and and um, you know at scale. So been been doing a lot of KNF stuff. We got actually we'll, we'll we'll go up here and I'll show you what we got going on there. Thank you. come off the mineralization tanks you can see a little a little bit darker than the other tanks also with all the soil and stuff we put in here it's staying in the water a little bit you can see look at the look how bushy these plants are you know the structure on these guys is great you know look at that the plants wider than it is tall there you go beautiful absolutely beautiful the nodes are perfect i'm so happy with it hey, check this one try this one this one's huge god that is a fat fat mama fat mama oh geez there you go look at that shit oh my god and when did you put these in here oh let's see uh should be dated but these have been in for what about 
right before you got here. So is it dated in the weeks. tank? Yeah, yeah, so that's about two weeks, two weeks worth of growth. Two weeks. I love the raft method uh, down here. Pretty much, that's pretty much what we use for lettuce and all of it. Hydro, or, or like you say, uh, we're doing that deep water culture. That's used for basically lettuce and stuff like that most of the time. That's nice. That's nice. A bunch of clones. These guys are getting ready to be transplanted over into the flowering room. Or going to be sold. We got some more moms over here. These ones need to be <laughs> need a haircut real bad, but they're doing good. They were uh, had some nutrient problems before we got them, but they're doing kick ass now. Again, just filling out some beds, getting there. Got a couple of other moms here on the end. Um, we have a whole mom room, which again we'll, we'll do videos of the mom room. We have two flower rooms, and uh, uh, a test room, a seed room. We have a whole bunch of stuff. So you'll, we'll, we'll get those over time. And some other clones, you can see, it's got them up in, uh, in party cups. So um, one of the things I want to show you guys over here, check this out. Look at the mycorrhizae growing on the surface of the soil there. Thought you guys would enjoy that. Thought that was super cool. That's one that we added labs and IMO. So it's really working quickly in the soil here. Wow. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. I'll dress some Bukashi green and just you'll get a nice yeah. nice mat. You know, stay in this little workstation there. Got all this nice little cuts. Some some bigger ones are going to be moms. We got all kinds of stuff going on. So, and then we got our, our nutrients. We got a whole bunch of stuff from down to earth. They sell them in big giant bags if you weren't aware of that. And look, we got an awesome jumping spider friend. Um, Got some backwater. We got our kelp meal. We got fish meal. We got crab meal. We got seabird guano, oyster shells, green sand. We got um, we just got this. In fact, we were just on the phone with them today. Oh no, where is it? No, where is it? Where's the? We just got some full power from Dr. Faust. Um. Somewhere here, I don't know. Shout out to Dr. Faust, hey. There it is, there it is. It's down here. So this stuff, if you haven't used it before, full power is fucking awesome. Um, we also get stuff from from uh, Roger from True Aquaponics. In fact, we just, just dosed this. He set us up with some single dose packs for the, new, for the iron. Oh yeah. So if you're looking for him, check him out. I also work with him and do a subscription service if you want to have your, your nutrients taken care of for you and get pre-dose packs. You can visit him at trualcaponics.com. And uh, we have a service on there. Uh, just click on um, nutrient subscription. I also have a refrigerator. Sure you're using for clones and stuff, but we'll kind of figure out what we want to repurpose that for. It's from the lettuce days when it used to be a lettuce farm. And uh, yeah, any questions? Uh, 
I can't see chat. Roger, can you see YouTube chat? Can you go to uh, the YouTube I channel? I can go. I can go. I don't have it on now, but I can I can open that up probably. Yeah, if you could do that and ask if anyone has any chat questions, that would be great. Let me see. Marty, do you have any questions? Or Roger, do you have any questions? Well, right now, let me go ahead. I, you know, get this uh, YouTube open. And, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I kind of know most everything that you are showing. I've used and I think it's great. I, I think that this is real educational for everybody. And we've been looking forward to this for a long time for you guys to get to do that four different grow method type thing uh, to, you know, because, you know, the old argument about what's best. I know that's lovely. You know? <laughs> You know, I, I think it all works. If you're a good grower, I think all methods work good, you know, but uh, it's all about what you're looking for in the end and, you know, and what your passion is, I think, you know, so we'll see. Um, all right, YouTube, I forgot what I was doing here. Uh, Did you guys have some flood and drain beds? I, I stepped away for a minute. I might have missed them, but yeah, are you guys doing yeah, all so, this? So these over here, these four beds over here are all flood and drain. And then the other, all the other rooms are flood and drain beds. Um, this is the only room that's DWC. And that was just converted from a, because that's what the original system was, right? Correct. Yeah, this used to be a lettuce facility or, you know, vegetable facility before that. Converted from a, you can see, look how dark green these are, nice and healthy. A little bit of labs left in the leaf. Okay. Oh, in fact, you have, oh, that's what I was going to show you guys. So. Labs ready to go, ready to be harvested, needs to be separated, but there's a nice layer of cheese on top. And for everyone out there, yes, it is edible. Watch, ready? IMO2. <laughs> so if you looked on my Instagram, you got to see the IMO, which is the rice that we cooked and then put it out for um, how long was it? About eight or 10 days. We had a bit of a cold spell. So we've left it out a little longer. And then um, we collected that and then cut it 50 50 with um, sugar. And uh, you can see here, let's see if I can get it. It's a very liquidy substance, you know, it's, it, it started off very dry because, you know, it was rice with, with fungi in it, so it wasn't very wet, but once we added the sugars, it really loosened it up, or really liquid, liquefied, so, so you find that interesting. So yeah, we're doing all the Korean natural farming methods, hybridizing it with the aquaponics and really getting the best of both worlds. Did you get that open, Roger? We got our cloner here. High bay cloner. Needs to be cleaned, just finished up. Gets washed up tomorrow so we can be reused. You can see it's got the sprayers inside. So. Any other yeah, questions? Is there air stove in there too, Looking. Yep, there's air stones in there, yep. In fact, 
There's the air pump. Any uh, any other chat questions, Roger or Marty? I don't know whoever's near computer. Um, I didn't see. Um, iron, the main supplemental dose apart from the fish feed. Chaz, so Chaz wants to know if iron is the main supplement apart from fish food. So, so um, for us, it was just something that it was lacking. So, so here they were lacking iron and potassium. So, so traditionally, when, when you have an aquaponic facility, you should dose potassium and iron, and occasionally you'll have to dose calcium, magnesium, depending on your water source, your source water, and then you'll also have to dose trace minerals, uh, depending on what type of cultivars, you know, particularly, um, you know, uh, molybdenum, the cannabis really pulls, strips the living shit out of molybdenum. Uh, also, if you're doing purple cultivars, uh, they'll also uh, suck that up at a higher than average rate. Um, but iron in particular, in fact, uh, we're, <laughs> uh, since we're on the topic, strawberries will also suck abnormally high rates of, um, of iron if you have an aquaponic system compared to normal uh, a handful of others, um, spinach also uh, will pull abnormally high rates of, of uh, iron. So it really just depends on your crop. Any other questions, guys? Uh, <coughs> I don't see any, excuse me. <coughs> I don't see any in chat. All right. So do you guys think that you will um, keep the raft beds or will you eventually convert over to all flood and drain? I think we're going to keep them for now and see if we can make them work, you know, with the conversion and then, uh, or, you know, work this way with the, the dual roots own wraps. And then if it doesn't work, then we'll, we'll, um, you know, we'll go from there. Right now the plan is just to see if we can get this to work. Kind of like we did a green relief. We, uh, Got that? Got it working over there, and uh, get it working here. So essentially, rather than having a, a flood and drain, you're just using the DWC as the lower layer of the dual root zone, and you yep. still have a pot sitting on top that yep. allows for air exchange on the roots, which is probably yep. the main downfall to raft systems with cannabis. Is um, the large amount of dissolved oxygen that you need in a raft bed there you go. is completely submerged in roots. That's crazy. These just came on. I mean, they just put these on. Yeah, these, these... It hasn't even fully rooted the pot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I, I really, my transplants into dual root zones, like in my media beds, I usually transplant them and water them once. And then after that, they're, they just take over from the, the aquaponic water, even even small ones don't, you know, they they just seek out the water so fast, and then yeah. once they hit the water, they you just see explosive growth. Yep, especially if your nutrients are bad, and man, it is just un, unreal the the speed of growth. And I know we've had people come on. I know Fish Ganja guy talks about it a couple of times about how man going back to growing soil is like watching paint dry. You know, it's just so <laughs> slow compared to the aquaponics. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm running six inch 
squares in my scrognet and I, I have to train my plants every other day because they're they are growing up up through it so you know that's you know that's four to six inches of, of new growth per day depending on what strain it is and how big the plant is so it it definitely will will just take off once uh once you get it into an drinking water regularly from the aquaponic system and have regular access to air because that's what you that's what you're missing in the in the dwc is if you don't have a ton of dissolved oxygen in the water it depletes it so fast it's very difficult to get it to come back up yep so here it all the roots that are in the in the dual root zone pot up above the water line are going to have access to air not as much air as they would have if they were in a flood and drain bed because then you would have that air diaphragm action so have you have you considered just draining your raft beds occasionally is that something you can do well it would probably oh uh, yeah if we block off one side we could drain it it would back up the we could turn off the pumps let it go down and then try to drain one off um instead well instead like the black worms have been uh we're adding those to eat up the solids that are down there that's and, great yeah and uh there's actually little shrimp that are down there what are they uh scud shrimp scud shrimp yeah and uh they're doing a good job we thought you know we didn't really know what they were luckily he knew and uh they're not harmful they're they're there to help so they're eating the stuff we don't want and that's great yeah actually we look a little low on water right now normally we're up about a couple inches higher than we are now so i'll probably turn on a little bit of water tonight any other chat questions um chaz wants to know why not just add an airline to the dwc I'm guessing they are, they already oh, have one. Yeah, so there's an airline that runs down the center that has airstones. Hold on, I don't know if you want to lift that. Maybe we go over the the clone side and do that. Uh, It'd be yeah. easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're turning a bunch of pots. <laughs> As I overturn a pot, literally, <laughs> literally, what, what? <laughs> there's air. You can show this air going into every every single yeah they're going into it yeah so this this has a this has a you can see there's a whole <laughs> vertical manifold just for that and then that comes across from there over to there and then down here this runs over and across yeah you can see it runs across here and then down. And there's outputs all the way down on, on the on the rows. Yeah, it, for sure that um, you know having dissolved having blowers in a DWC setup is is critical in order to get that oxygen in there. So my, my only Chaz was just asking anything because I was talking about draining the beds periodically. Um, 
and that would just be to to create the diaphragm action that you would get from flood and drain still in the in the lower section if you were going to do that i would put you know some kind of cut pvc or something else to support the wraps so that they're not just you know sitting right. on the sitting on the roots yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you can so see those, that got those wraps are just free floating you got some verticals <laughs> that's cool so. Any other questions? No. no. Uh, Chaz also wants to know if there are any apprenticeships for cannabis aquaponics. Always. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure they are volunteer based, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's always room for uh, people just want to come and learn. Um, it's uh, legalities. We don't have all those figured out yet. So, um, you know, we'll probably update um, Instagram and the uh, website with that at some point when we can actually figure that out. So the colleges used to come out here all the time um, after legalization and we came in and stuff. We, we, we don't know. We just don't know yet. So. Some weird rules. Well, that's all the questions from chat. All right. Unless you guys have any more, shoot them out. You guys have anything else? All right. Well, I think we're going to walk back to the uh, to the office, and, uh, and I'll catch you guys back in, the, in a few minutes. If you want to take back over, Marty. All right, yeah. <clears throat> Roger, are you there? Oh. I'm seeming to have tech. Yeah, here I am. There I am. There you are. How you doing, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. Oh, we're doing okay. Uh, well, a lot going on personally. Um, Amy's been in the hospital for five months, and uh, but we're working through our hemp certification, and it's been real hard with her being in, in the hospital because I'm always having to get both have to sign everything. <laughs> you know? So um, he's doing better, but he's got another operation coming up. But we're, we're past the deadline now. We got our application in on time. Um, of course, every, all the, you can't do any background check or fingerprints, which uh, because they're actually not even allowing you to come to the office to get it done. But now they imposed today that the deadline for having your fingerprints was next Friday. And you can't even get the damn place that they want you to go to get fingerprints to answer the phone. So it's been a real trip. It's been a rough day. I thought I jumped some hurdles and got everything straight because uh, in the past when I worked for, uh, I, I don't know if I'm still being heard because Marty froze up. Okay, he moved. No, he was just, oh, he's I, concentrating. I, okay. I got you. I, it looked like you froze up, but now you just weren't moving. <laughs> um, uh, but we didn't, in the past when I worked, when I grew for myself and uh, sold the Whole Foods, I didn't have to have an SFA, FSA number because I was under 10 acres. And then suddenly, sudden we get this application and they say you need SF, SFA number. So I had to wait for them to decide whether I did or not. And they said I did. And I had till tomorrow to get that done. So I got that all done with the state the last couple of three days 
And then uh, once I got it done, they said, congratulations for completing your application. Hey, next Friday, you got to be fingerprinted by next Friday. And <laughs> the place they're sending you to get background checks and fingerprinting isn't answering the phone. So it's very frustrating since you asked. <laughs> no, it's all good. That, I mean, I mean uh, that, that sucks, obviously. I mean, it's not any surprise. Of course, anything that involves, you know, legalization or uh, regulation or anything involving growing cannabis always, or in this case, just hemp, always has to be more difficult than everything else. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's what's sad is, you know, you know, I could go on a rant here because uh, hemp is an agricultural commodity and it always was until the government shut it down along with uh, THC cannabis. And it really sucks that a, a, a century later, they're requiring us to pay them to let us grow it. And that's what I'm pissed off about that that the, the law enforcement agencies or anybody else is getting involved with legislation and the uh, administration of us being able to grow hemp, which is good for everybody in the world. And if they would just let farmers grow hemp, most farms would not be out of business. People would be able to get their farms back. You know, a lot of them are, it's too late. It's just too late, but farming could happen again. You know, uh, it would be something that we, we discussed on the show many times. It's not something that big, industrial well of course what they're doing is they're making it so hard for us that the only people that are going to be able to comply and then they probably won't meet the thc guidelines but somehow since they're a, a billion dollar corporation they'll get to sell their hemp where we have to destroy ours if it's over 0.399 and our state is not taste like in north carolina they test the third week of flour in in south carolina they're going to test the third week before you harvest so they want you to call them when you say you want to harvest in two weeks. They want you to call them, make an appointment to have the test, which is going to be as the as it's actually getting from all the all the hemp seed companies and all the experts I know. And you know I know a lot of experts from this show and and, and just being in the seed bank business in the first place. Uh, that I've talked with some best seed banks. Um, I think is it Oregon Hemp? What is it? Oregon CBD? Or something really nice company out there that you're what you guys way. Um, I talked with them and told me themselves if you if you grow their hemp seeds to the point, and these are you know certified seeds and stuff like that. Uh, if you grow them to the point of like we grow cannabis for THC cannabis for potency, you're going to be over the limit, and you're going to end up oh, having yeah. to destroy your plant. CBG or just CBD. CB, C, THC is 0.399. Oh yeah, well they got a CBG thing, uh, but they're yeah they're they're pretty much limited. They had some leeway last year, but they say they're now going to follow the federal regulations. As of next year, South Carolina at least, if not all states, are going to have to follow verbatim pretty much the federal yeah, law. And see okay. that is 0.3. So and the a, leeway that we're getting shown this year, which I was told by the Department of Agriculture, is what they're going to get is 0.399. So if two weeks before you want to harvest, call them up and out test you're at four, you know, 0.41, you're you're sunk. You just wasted all your money, time, labor, um, everything you got to spend to be a farmer. And I just think it's ridiculous because nobody's going to get high off a of 0.2 of freaking THC. 
Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, why don't you give us to one point one? I mean, I mean, one, one point oh, point nine nine. Give us point nine nine. Should be three percent. No one's getting high off of anything less. Um. Yeah. Nobody's getting high off of. I don't think it was getting high if it was point seven. You know. How about all of it? Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we had a question. So, we had a question in chess is what is the IG to follow updates on this system? Um, organic innovations okay at uh, or whatever. It's organic innovations okay. Yeah. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. And uh, um, did you have any like follow up questions? Yeah, did you that? have any? Does anyone else have any other questions for him before we uh? wrap up his segment i i can just say for uh you know anyone thinking about getting into it um you know obviously unless you're just incredibly wealthy and can afford to fail a bunch before you succeed yeah. um please start a home grow and uh you know figure out a couple things and learn how to scale that um and if you've done a home grow and you're ready to take on uh, 12,000 square foot or something, you might want to get some partners that, that you have the same mentality of and, and uh, can help you because it's, it's, uh, they need love. You know, the plants really need love and they, you know, but it also takes a lot of knowledge, um, you know, obviously um, to give them the love that they need, but, it takes a lot of time and doing six plants versus doing 600 or, you know, it's at, at times, I think there's um, well over 2000 here. So uh, it just takes a big group uh, to get it done and nobody's going to get insanely wealthy. Um, the math just doesn't add up. I think our, our first hundred pounds, our cost per pound was about 10,000 a pound. So, um, and if you don't believe me, I'll send you spreadsheets because it, it sounds, you know, it sounds impossible, but it is what it is, you know, until you're really growing to some incredible scale and you can get your overhead down. Um, do it because you love it. Don't definitely, uh, you know, when you first get in, don't do it for the money because you're not going to make any. But, um, you know, it's God, it's fun, though. And when you love it, it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, I've, I, I'd be the first one to tell you that. Um, if I was in this for the money, I would have lost, huh? You mind if I ask real quick, you mentioned just your cost, cost per pound, obviously being high on your, on your first run. Is that, <laughs> is that when you're calculating your investment? Yeah. Um, so oh yeah. You, I mean, you, every, that was everything but the, uh, everything but the mortgage. Right. So, and it was just all of our systems we put in place and all the things we did now, granted we could have, uh, but our first hundred pound harvest, that was our first harvest was a hundred pounds in a, uh, you know, roughly a 2000 square foot building um, with a, you know, I mean, there's a water room and there's, you know, so canopy size, a little bit different, but uh, yeah, you know, that was funny for us to say, wow, you know, we're at $10,000 a pound right now. This is, this is not a good business model. <laughs> and, uh, you, you're really going to have to, to stick with it and get more, uh, more runs on the same investment in order to really, if you're going to calculate it that way. Oh yeah, well, you've, already, yeah you've, you've already endured the startup cost, which is what yeah made that yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah, once you, <laughs> our our goal is to get under a hundred, 
you know, under <laughs> uh, that's our goal. So, uh, Lots yeah, of room I mean, improvement, right? when Every, we're, everyone after this will get infinitely better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you, yeah, once you uh, negate all that part, all the build out, then yeah, you can really calculate cost per pound. But, um, you know, eventually we're going to be at 220 or so on a perpetual harvest, 220 pounds a week. Now at that point, um, I would say it'll be a good investment. But as far as, you know, um, it's going to take a lot more than losing, losing it, everything it took me my lifetime to to get to, um, to achieve or whatever, it's going to take a lot more than that to get me out of this. Cause there is a real love. And, uh, that part, I mean, it just doesn't matter as long as we can do it, as long as we can make our bills and make the light bills, we're going to keep doing it. But luckily yeah, we got I a little help. Recently. Sure. Yeah. So no, I was uh, just curious in terms of, of what, how you are calculating if you were yeah. those actual costs or if you included the initial investment, which you did, and I totally get why you did, especially when you're the one putting the money in. Um, at startup costs cost all the same as every other cost. You know, it's all dollars. Oh, so yeah. it doesn't. So your your business plan can look nice and neat and show different things, but in the end, it's it's the cash going in and the cash coming out and keeping what's left, right? I mean, that's oh yeah, really what it comes yeah, to. We, do, uh, so I totally hear you. Yeah, I, well, I really liked what you, how you've made your comparison about because a lot of people don't realize that and that's something that we all we've all talked about a lot on the show in the past before steve went to africa is that you know i like the idea that you said start a room and learn how to grow in a room before you go buying a two thousand square foot facility and trying oh, yeah. to grow in that because number one you're not going to be able to do it by yourself period no matter how much you know it's just too much work it's, yeah. it's going to have quality in the end but i love that i, I thought that was great advice you guys, if you want to get into growing, learn how to grow first. Learn the characteristics of the plants and find your find the strains that you like before you go throwing tons of money into something that overwhelms you. Because one thing we know for a fact, probably nine out of ten commercial farms that start up, Steve can probably jump in on this and you know give me better stats. But I would say right off the top of my head, just knowing the hemp companies here. Carolina who succeeded it's not like growing corn man it's not like growing corn or even tomatoes and I mean tomatoes you could probably put a you know you could get in there with a little bit a lot of the same kind of ideas but people think they're going to grow it's like growing corn and they don't know anything about it so I thought that was great advice to start small yeah. and learn, learn. Yeah. yeah I heard all the I heard all the people say oh it's a weed they call it a weed for a reason it just grows you know, and that, <laughs> oh man, uh, you know, yeah, I have I friends. That's, that's, that's sort of true. I mean, yeah, it's not anything you could profit off of, right? Yeah, it'll grow in the fact that it won't die. Yeah, it won't die. Yeah, yeah. sometimes just getting the harvest at all, I feel like, is some people's measure of success, which it can be at your home grow. That's great, right? Yeah. Like, that's fine. No, no worries at all. But if you can't make 400 square feet profitable, you're not gonna make 4,000 square feet profitable. You're definitely not gonna make 400,000 square feet profitable. So oh, yeah. uh, starting starting small will give you a fighting chance. And uh, that's it, it's still gonna be difficult to scale up. Like even you, when you go from 400 square feet up to 4,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 square feet, all those are just gonna make it harder. So yeah. do the biggest system you can afford at home and uh, start start from there 
And you'll yeah. also be able to yourself. love it better that way. You'll learn to love it, but as mentioned, because you won't hate yourself or hate what's going on with you. If you try to get too big and you fail, you may hate the whole thing. What, what, not just cannabis, but agriculture, growing food, whatever. If you start and learn right from the beginning and start on the small scale, you can learn to love it. Then you'll be able to endure the hardships of trying to get bigger. You know. Plus, you'll know every every job that has to be done. So when you delegate it to someone else, you'll you'll understand and empathize and have yeah. done what they've done before. You'll you'll know what uh, what they're experiencing if you've done it before. Otherwise, you know maybe maybe you won't. Yeah, I uh, I made a little chart, and I'll, I'll try to see if I can if it'll do any good to to pull it up. But it's so much more than just growing, and that's why, you know, if you're really good at growing at home and you've really figured out like what system that really works for you, and and you and it looks scalable, and it looks like man, you might have something here, and you want to make a dent in the industry, and you really want to do something special. Um, there is so much more to a business though. And that's why the average person can maybe name three or four grows that they actually know their name and who they are. We all know that every state has thousands of growers or most states uh, that are legal have thousands of growers, but yet you can only name a few. It's because there's only a few that can do every aspect of it. And if you lose, you know, just one of those, if you, if you drop the ball on just one, of those aspects like security, um, compliance, accounting, your your day-to-day bookkeeping, um, your nutrients. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on. Your sales, you're actually collecting, you know, the ability to actually collect on those sales scales uh, are on each one of those sales. Um, let, not to mention not getting shot along the way somewhere uh, when you're dropping off a hundred grand worth of something. Um, right? so there's cash like, only motherfuckers cash. Only. <laughs> yeah. And so there's so much to it and you have to be perfect at each and every one. And so, um, you got to surround yourself with people that can actually help you do all that. And I don't have that photo on me, but you know, I tried to, uh, break it down into ca- 10 categories and how important each one of them is and actually producing a product. That's a big deal but without this key feature and that key feature and this key item that you need. I mean, you're marketing. Oh, marketing, um, customers, customer service, but also employee, um, relations and taking care of them and paying taxes. Oh my God. Transport. I mean, it just goes on and on. And, and it's really, truly each, each one of those things has to be done damn near perfectly or else, you're going to fall apart uh, for some reason. So it's and luckily you had, you had business experience in a, in a different business world. So at least it wasn't completely foreign to you. Yeah. So that had to been a little bit of an advantage, right? Oh yeah. And I, I did have some, uh, well, I don't know who's all listening, but I had some experience. You might want to start the sentence with the word allegedly. Allegedly. I had done some things when I was younger. Um, that uh, certainly helped me as a businessman later on. And then, uh, you know, oh man. Anyway, well, we won't get into that, but uh, surely the more experience you get, the better you're gonna do. So start at home and start with people that you can, you know, if you have one person, you know, for sure you can call 
and get a true answer for that's i mean that'll take you really far because uh it, it's it's really easy to when there's you know six different major ways of growing and there's a thousand different ways to do each one of those um, you can get lost in all this real quick and uh i mean you think trying to pick out a vehicle is hard you know <laughs> like try try picking your growth style and your problem solving oh my god uh there's a million ways to do it well you know we talk about you know people starting small on, on home grows too the same could be same could be said for uh you know tracking your your expenses and and doing little business things in your home grow now if you're gonna again if you can't track the expenses and calculate how much profit you made on 400 square feet in your home grow, that's a pretty easy exercise to do. So just like in the same way, you should start a small home grow for learning how to grow, track your expenses and your profit and your power usage and your BTUs and all of those things and see if you can calculate all of those things out so that when you get ready to go to another level, you, you have something to go on in the same way you know how to grow, at least you have some good habits for tracking expenses and calculating profit and knowing how much your, your product costs at the end of the day, even if it's just the, how much money it saves you from going to the dispensary. They're all <clears throat> little things that you can do to give yourself you know that, that fighting chance when you get ready to go for it. Don't don't go into business without any experience in business. Don't go into growing without any experience in growing. I know it sounds yeah. like common sense, but yeah. we focus on the growing part a lot. It is common sense, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, aquaponics seems to attract a lot of people that have just want to, you know, make money and, and have no idea and, and just dive headlong into it and expect that, oh, well, you know, it's just easy, right? There's fish and the fish take a shit and magic happens and then profit right like yeah. <laughs> shit like, equals profit yeah so yeah. there's a lot of people that sell that concept as well as 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 an idea so yeah the magic fish shit well the fish shit the product works pretty good. We, oh, we not, not fish shit. I didn't mean that. The product. Yeah. I just mean, that's, uh, what they, that's what they call it. Like, like the magic fish shit. Like they can just put it on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's almost true. Just not quite that easy. <laughs> yeah. so, so why don't you tell everybody, uh, anybody have anything else before we let them go? Scuba Steve. Why don't you tell everybody how to find you? Um, so, uh, on Facebook, I, I think you can still find us at, uh, just organic innovations, but we don't really post much on Facebook. So, um, I don't think we have anything on there, just a page. Um, but I think my contact information is on there. Um, on Instagram, organic, that's where you can see, um, from our humble beginnings and then oh, some, some good successes. Uh, you can see a mix of organic and uh, uh, synthetics, but a synthetic that we, you know, believe in the way that it's sourced as a good way. Um, our goal is to be completely off of any bottled nutrient ever. Um, with we're pretty much actually there right now. So, um, but you know, we're just getting into well, it. Well, if you don't count full humics. Oh yeah. Full power. Yeah, full power. Hey, that's uh. Talk, talk to 
talking to Dr. Faust today. He's doing, he's doing good. Yeah, yeah, good he's hear. he's funny actually. He's hilarious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. And uh, him and Roger got along great. Yeah. Did you, did you uh, talk to him about aliens? No, uh, we didn't get to. Dang. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't talk long enough then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you can find oh, us on there. I'm checking on you, Richard. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's listening. Um, <laughs> and man, I anyway, he cracks me up. He's and old then, like me. We get along because he's old like me. So we, that's, that's why we get along. Yeah. Oh, man. He was fun. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's a, you know, there's certain dispensaries you can find us at. We, uh, our first, my, my original goal was to have people go into the dispensary and ask what our grow had to offer at that dispensary. And that happened right off the bat. And that was really, really cool. That was amazing. And we had, you know, anyway, uh, so that was really cool. So you can find us some dispensaries. If you're in Oklahoma, if you're in Southern Oklahoma, our favorite one down here is uh, urban farmhouse and a lady named Shelly that runs it. Um, We've uh, started doing some cool processing. Steven's actually going to help us do some uh, some solventless and live rosin and live resin, right? Yeah, I think both. Yeah, uh, and uh, we uh, some other some other cool stuff that we'll be showing off later. Yeah, yeah, getting in some cool cool stuff with some experienced guys that uh, you know again. Uh, our, our my my original team they had only grown in cocoa. And so to just jump off into every single style right off the bat was, man, it was so much fun, but thank God I had uh, a, my, you know, personal finances backing me up because it was, it's been a long road to here, but yeah, I'm excited about the future now. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. We have an awesome looking facility built there. And when it, you were talking about the upfront costs, I can tell all of you to bury those pipes under that concrete was not inexpensive at all. Yeah, we got charged the grip for the property. That's, that is a major, but I mean, that is a system. I love the way you got the tanks where you're using that buried, has a gravity feed and all that. And then, oh, that's just awesome. It doesn't get any better than that right there. Thank you. That's pretty high level stuff much. right there. I love it. Yeah. One of the Thank nicest you. operations and clean the way it's set up that I've seen. Yeah. Oh, well, it was a little dirty today. We were transplanting. But uh, well, I mean, yeah. the way the, the whole thing transplant laid out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we love it. And uh, anyway, it's been that's been an adventure. The indoor rooms, we didn't get to see those. If you if you look at the Instagram, you can see how uh, how serious we took those um, when we were building them out. They're they're very serious. Um, uh, we probably have twice as much lighting is there as we need but yeah it's uh it, it was designed by uh you know a lighting system company so we said hey that sounds good so we did it i think it was just a way to sell more lights but that's all right um and uh our next facility we're definitely going to do a tour in there when yeah. that all gets ready so uh dual root zone in a large scale commercial application yep. uh i think it'll be the first of its kind maybe the way you're talking about or we're talking about designing it well, so not at that size for sure yeah at least in oklahoma yeah oh yeah so that'll be fun um 
that'll be fun. So we're doing a three-tiered dual root zone, you know, pallet rack dual root zone. Oh system. yeah, like that. Yeah, no, this particular design I think could be the first one that I've seen. So. Yeah, that's gonna be incredible. So three tier, so you're similar to the uh, what the guy up in uh, what is it, Michigan or wherever, where he was using three tiers. Yeah, like the like the like uh, similar to. Um, uh, Grow America or something. Cultivator, but it'll be flood and drain instead of GWC. Well, his was uh, his was uh, was uh, like a, a almost like NFT. Well, it was kind of it was kind of flood and drain, I guess. It almost was like gravity, but like they fed it through gravity, so there was always so it was like a yeah, it was a hybrid in a way, you know, between a low a, a low water, you know, shallow water culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had trays where we pumped it way up to the top and it drained through all the other trays and came back down the tears. So, anyway, sorry, did I digress? You know, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, uh, what's up with you, Roger? Anything else new? No, I pretty much spilled the beans earlier. I mean, <laughs> but, but mostly grief and going through licensing. So, really, I'm happy, but I'm not happy. So, uh, oh, you're I'm, just sharing the same sharing the same pain Marty and I bitch about on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, and we've been we've had our own bitches for a long time over here, you know, where people bury their head in the sands and don't actually know the facts about anything sometimes. And uh, but they're catch we're catching up a little bit. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever have cannabis the way things are going. Um, I mean, where the THC cannabis, I doubt we'll ever have that here. They're more geared up on trying to have some pharmaceutical answer to it than, than letting people grow pot. So, uh, no, but I didn't care. I, I, I wanted to get, you know, I've already been in the industry 15 years and to get into it as a grower, finally, just doing hemp because of the medical benefits. And, uh, and honestly, we might take, like I've always said, I'm going to take one of the directions that not, not everybody else is doing because everybody thinks they're going to get rich doing this and doing that. Well, they've outlawed flour here. They've outlawed flour in North Carolina because SLED, the law enforcement agency, said they can't distinguish the difference between THC cannabis uh -huh. and hemp cannabis. So we can't grow and sell the flour. Now, I do know that there is a market that, and since it's federally legal and you get your handlers of permits, you can ship it off and sell it or take it in a truck across state lines now. So that's the one saving grace, but you got to do it. So, so there's six or seven places I know from one of our friends and partners in North Carolina that there's a few places out of state where you can sell your flour. But I'm worried about the, like I said, the THC content uh, percentage test at the end of the grow. So I think I'm going to take a different tack and go into a different area of business. And I'm not going to tell you all yet. I'm going to do a Steve here. <laughs> I'm going to do a Steve. I'm going to, I can't release this information yet. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like rocket science. There's only so many options you have, but um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do some more research on exactly how that, but I do know what, what my plan is will help me come in under the, under the THC level because all right, well, I'll give you all a test. If you guess it, I'll tell you, you're right. Doing it this way will, will reduce the final THC percentage. Oh. This action and using this marketing method of a hemp plant will will allow me to probably come in under the wire THC percentage wise. 
There you go. <clears throat> there you go. Then, well, so y'all don't have an idea, I guess. Uh, Steve, Steve's working too hard. He's too tired because he should have got this. I am too tired. <laughs> <laughs> so any of y'all out there, remember, this is Steve working on the farm every day. And then there was Steve when he hung out in California and traveled. He still worked, but uh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is Steve after he's worked on the farm for a week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 we, we all wish we could be so poor to be that tired from doing what you love. Someone in chat says cutting it down early. Um. Well, that that would be the way you would do it, but then your flower wouldn't have. I mean, you, you'd have so much less bulk because we know the bulk of your flower is all at the end. The last two to three, four weeks is when you get the most. You're bulk. gonna use the. You're gonna use the UV trick. Mm -hmm. No, I haven't heard that. Heard about that. We can talk about that sometime if you want to. What UV trick? Oh, you well, mean kill, UV killing uh, THC? Well, so UV, you, you don't want UV for CBD cultivars. You don't want UV during the grow period because UV uh, increases, particularly UVB increases um uh thc synthase over cbd synthase if it has both genes uh so you'll end up uh, increasing your thc and reducing your cbd uh, but what you can do is you can grow them your cbd and if you have thca in there or even delta 9 um, you can take a, a uvb lamp and um uh hit i'm sorry not UVB, UVA lamp, I believe it is. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it's UVA lamp. Uh, you show that, you, you shine that on the plants when they're drying for, a, I don't know, a, a period of time. I don't remember how long. And it will convert the THCA and THC to CBN, which in most states doesn't count against you for THC count. Oh my well, The God. problem is, is that we have to be tested and destroy our plants before it's cut down. So if if we don't, if they come out to the field or like, all right, I'll have the, our plan was because of our, the cultivars we're going to try out this year, we were going to have four to five fields because each field has to have one strain in it, one, one specific strain and has to all be detailed and kept up with. And then, so I've got four or five different kinds of seeds. And so I was going to have four or five different grower, you know, the, when I say field, I could be just like you're saying, a could be a 40 by 50, you know, it's not going to be real big. It's going to be, that's where we're going to, because we already decided we're not going to try to go ape shit and grow thousands of plants this year. We're going to grow because of this problem. We're going to grow a, more than a few, you know, uh, quite a few, a few dozen of each, of each cultivar and then see what passes and what fails at the end of the year, instead of wasting all our money to grow mass because we're not going to be able to harvest it and then kill THC off or anything like that. So it's a matter of having to, so we all know if we grow a cannabis plant and one thing we don't want it to do in flower, we don't want to see this. And if this happens, it's not that you won't get some good smoke, but your THC percentage will, will, will fall. Mm, oh so. gosh. We're going to go, we're going to be a seed company. <laughs> oh, there you go. If you if it's producing seeds, the THC content will be lesser. Not maybe not a ton lesser, but it'll be lesser, right? <laughs> right. 
Yeah. So that would put us underneath the, because they're saying all, and this is even the big, every, and everybody's using cherry wine. All of them, they say, if you grow, the, I talked to the guy, you know, I, I, again, I want to say it's Oregon CBD or whatever the company is out there. And um, they're, that's, what, uh, that's what Brooke uses. You yeah. know, they've got their own strain, but they use Oregon CBD seed company, I believe. And uh, y'all can find it. If, if I'm wrong, y'all you'll, you'll still be able to find it if you want to look for it. But uh, I talked with them out there the other day. They were real nice to give me plenty of time to talk to me. And they flat out told me that their seeds, if you grow it to, to fully fruition, like we would a THC plant, it's going to be a five when it's, it's going to be 0.5 when it's harvested. So if you're getting to do like North Carolina is getting to do it in the third week of flower, you cut, they, everybody, they kind of go out in just one week and hit all the hemp places and do their test. And so everybody there has been able to come in pretty much legal. But here they decided in their infinite wisdom that they want us to call them two weeks before our harvest, which would be at the most potent THC level of the plant, which is going to make it real hard for us to conform to the 0.3 THC limit. So that's what I was getting at. So I come up with my infinite with you know, after all these years, not that I didn't really want to do it this way, but honestly, I just want to, if this might be better, even I'm, I think we're going to do seed. We're going to hook up with good, strong genetics that are out there and work with them. And I've got, we've got several friends, you know, in our network that we all have, you know, here that I can work with also, you know, that are, that are license, patenting or licensing or whatever people are doing with seeds to make it their cultivar, you know? So that's what we're going to try to do. I think, you know, if, if everything goes the way I'm hoping it will, because we can't sell flour. I don't have a big enough farm for biomass, but I bet I could produce a, a bunch of seeds. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it until next week. Awesome. <laughs> well, I've just been uh, finishing up, getting everything started, coming up with a game plan for our soil, getting their aquaponics back on point. So it's been a long day. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, Roger, why don't you tell people how to find you? Well, for the last six years, I've been uh, running a great um, – a forum out of Amsterdam called I Love Growing Marijuana.com. We've got an awesome seed bank with all your favorite strains and all. Um, I also, uh, you can, I've also decided I've opened up an email that I was going to start allowing people to communicate with me, which I've kind of kept in the background. Uh, and if Steve would, if you would add this to my, uh, you know, on the YouTube for me, that's in the description or whatever. But it's Latewood, uh, which is my cannabis name, uh, Latewood at protonmail.com. You could, if you got any questions about hemp or you're going through, if you're in the Southeast or East Coast and you're going through these same kind of issues trying to be licensed for hemp or I'd love to hear from you. We can compare notes what your state's doing or mine. Or, you know, I've already got friends. You know, ultimately, like Steve knows this, I got friends from right here at home that met me through this show and then the, the uh, uh, Josh's and Layton's Cannabis Conference, you know. So, uh, it's really kind of neat how you end up going um, 13 hours away on somebody that lives, you know, an hour away from you at home. So any of you people that might need help with any kind of this licensing, I'm going through it and studying it, and uh, I can try to help you out if I can. If not, I can put you in touch with somebody smarter than me. Very cool. This is I love growing marijuana.com. Yep. That's very cool. 
Awesome. Well, you got uh, over 500 articles in there. I'm looking at it. It's amazing. And I, I'm sorry, but I because I'm, I I I forgot about you know because it's been not a regular thing anymore. Now now it's going to be for a while. I hope um, we haven't been doing the podcast regularly, so I didn't catch your name. Me? Yeah, uh, Donovan. Yeah, Donovan. Donovan. Oh well, I'll remember that one. Okay. I, I was you know I was around in the '60s when Donovan was a big rock. Star. Yeah, yeah. I think I've ordered seeds off of here. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, you yeah. can uh, you can find out more about me. Oh, I, I've also been working on with Marty on the uh, the class, getting that going. We have the long format. It might end up even being a five or six day class. Um, we're kind of really adding a lot of additional content to the original commercial class. So uh, we've been kind of chunking it out in you know twenty five or thirty slide sections and and uh, updating them and then recording them as him and I have time with our different work schedules. So um, we'll get that out as soon as we can. And then the, the books coming along, I've been chunking away at that as well uh, when I have time, namely on Sundays. Um, so we will uh, we'll go ahead and um, call it a show. Um, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, we're sorry for a bit of erratic schedule we will try to get back on to a normal schedule. We do have a couple <laughs> of cool people in the queue to come on the show that I've talked to. Um, and uh, yeah, find me at Poem Ponics, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, uh, um, Google Podcasts, all the different thousand places. And um, we will be back again next week. And uh, try not to catch that virus. Yeah. <laughs> Stay home. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you guys later. Cheers. See ya. Peace.